This is Michael Barham, author of When the Ball Goes Flat. You are now listening to Moments of Grace podcast with Dr. Butler. This is Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. You know, we, we got through the pandemic last year with all that happened, all that has gone on. You know, we can kind of blow a sigh of relief. As we blow aside relief, we have to also look at other things that are transpiring in our country. One of the things that um, disturbs me as a parent and also as, as a father, as a former youth pastor, it's always disturbed me. Two things with our youth that's always disturbed me has been teen pregnancy. That's gone down. Thank God that has gone down. Um, but the other thing has been drug use amongst our, our kids. Um, you know, when I was coming up, uh, we had, you know, we had a couple of guys that got into snorting glue and, and some, you know, a little bit more hard, hardcore, guys got into acid and then you know the onset of marijuana by the time crack came along in my community i was already in the military so i didn't have a chance to to experience that and i think most of the uh adults were dealing with crack more so you know but i did know some guys that did cocaine and other things like that um it's always burdening my heart because we understand that there's some medical issues that go along with um, early drug use. There's also, you know, those gateway drugs like smoking, alcohol, and all these other things. And, you know, as we live this busy life, as we have been uh, behind closed doors for the last year, sometime we may miss the signs. Sometime we may miss what our children are doing. I was looking at a commercial where it was showing a young man that was getting his parents' um, uh, um, opiates to use and, and even to the point of selling them. So there's a lot that's going on. And my guest today, this is where his heart and his passion is with our young adolescents. His name is, is Richard Capriola, and he has written a book. Um, and we're going to talk about his book, The Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide to Adolescent Substance Abuse. So we would like to welcome Richard to Moments of Grace. Welcome, Richard. Thank you, Dr. Butler. It's a pleasure to be with you today to talk about this issue, which you have so eloquently presented. Uh, it is an issue that uh, sadly confronts too many of our families and, and disrupted too many lives. Uh, so it's a pleasure to be here to hopefully share some information as a blessing to all those who are listening, especially parents who may be raising uh, adolescents or even uh, pre-adolescents. Right, right. It, it is something. I have an 11 year old and I had a friend of mine and, you know, I, I guess I guess kind of one of those parents with the blinders on and he was saying, oh, your daughter's she was 10 at the time. He said, oh, your daughter's 10. And, you know, um, you know, now you're going to have to really start watching. And I, in my mind, I'm still this is my baby. You know, this is the baby of the family and she's 10. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, she's getting ready to go to middle school, you know, and they're having sex early and not and and drug use and i'm i'm like just, just hush i don't want to hear this you know and so i know if i feel like that i can imagine what some other parents because sometimes we can have blinders on 
to the reality because again, when you're talking about adolescents, these are our babies. These, you know, they're coming out of elementary school and going into uh, high school, going into middle school. So, so these are our babies. And, and so, you know, for myself and maybe for some other parents, what are some of the, the warning signs we need to be aware of, uh, Richard? That's a, that's a very important question. Um, so important that I've uh, put warning signs in my book about a child that might be using alcohol, warning signs for a child that might be drinking alcohol. Okay. I included warning signs for a child that might be uh, developing an eating disorder or self-injuring themselves because they can sometimes accompany a child using a substance. So warning signs are very, very important. You know, so many times I would sit across from a family and I would go through their child's history of of using a substance and, and, and give them the diagnosis of a substance use disorder. And when I finished, they would look at me and they would say, I had no idea this was going right. on. Right. Or if they did suspect their child was using a substance, they might say something, you know, well, I sort of thought something was going on, but I didn't know it was this bad. And then they'd feel guilty. Like, you know, how did I miss the warning signs? What did I do wrong? Well, they didn't. It's not that they were bad parents. Uh, they missed the warning signs because nobody ever told them what the warning signs were, what to look for. So I think warning signs are critically important that parents be aware of. And as a general rule, although I have the specifics in my book, but as a general rule, I recommend to parents, pay attention to the changes that you see in your child. You know your child better than anyone. Pay attention to the changes that you see. Don't assume that what you're observing is just normal adolescent acting out behaviors. It might very well be that, right. but it also might be an indicator that there's something else going on underneath the surface. So some examples, uh, a child who uh, used to get very good grades and now the, the grades are starting to go down. A child who used to be very open and talkative now becomes very quiet and isolating. A child who used to participate and enjoy playing sports no longer wants to participate. Right. A child who uh, introduced you to their friends, you knew who their friends were, you might have even mm -hmm. known who their family members right. were, exactly. now becomes very secretive of those friends. So these are, these are changes that as parents, we need to be aware of. If they last for a day or two, it's probably not too concerning. But what you want to pay attention to is the duration of those changes, how long they're lasting, and how, how many of them there are. Obviously, if there's two or three and you start to see more of these changes, then I think it's a reason to be concerned. Hmm. Uh, well, those, those, those changes are, are, are huge, Richard, um, yeah. because, and, and as parents, you know, we like you said, a lot of times we'll just chalk it up as 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 growth or a children growing up or going through uh, find their own person or, or these things. Yeah. But but those are those are real good real good warning signs, and and we uh, we want to take those to heart. And I I admonish my audience, please take those those warning signs to heart. Uh, Richard, what I'd like to do is to take a a little bit of a break, and when we come back, uh, I know in your book, and you've also described maybe some 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 drugs that parents don't know you know other than alcohol and marijuana there's some other stuff out there like i said when i was coming up you know uh, you know guys had acid and and you know snorting glue but there may be other stuff that's going on out here you know that that we're not aware of so when we come back would you share with with the parents maybe they've seen uh appeal or maybe they've seen some 
some residue uh, of something and don't know what it is. And so uh, when we come back, would you help to maybe identify some of the drug use that's the, the drug is drugs that are being used these days? Sure. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we're talking with Richard uh, Capriola, who has written a book, The Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide to Adolescent Substance Abuse. Guys, this is a serious subject. I want to encourage you to um, to send this podcast to everyone that you know that has a child or grandchild. Send this podcast to them. This is serious business because if we don't catch it early, we're going to end up losing a child almost for the rest of their lives. I've known guys that started when they were 12 with alcohol and then they, you know, they ended up in their 50s and 60s and still dying of heroin and, and crack. But all of it started right there at the beginning of adolescence. So guys, um, please, please, please get this podcast out and let people know about Richard. And he's going to give you at the end of of this interview, he's going to let you know how to get in contact with him and also how to buy his book. So we're going to take a little break. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. We'll be right back. Wouldn't you like to start your day upbeat and motivated? Dr. Butler has written a wonderful book. It is called A Moments of Grace. It is a devotional for a busy life. You can get your copy at www dot drajrbutler.com There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with The Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from The Grace Project. And we're back. And so uh, before we went on break, we were talking with Richard uh, Capriola. And, and I want to encourage you, if, if you, you heard the interviews, uh, the, the ads, you know, I have a new book that is out, a new devotional. It's entitled of the show and just about our whole ministry as well. Moments of Grace, a devotional for a busy life. And I want to encourage you to Go on and buy that. And if if you buy it and, and mention the show when you purchase it, it's $17. Uh, we'll, we'll do this. It'll be $15 and I'll pay the shipping and handling for you being a Moment of Grace um, member. Um, so uh, if you will, uh, get the book. I really, truly feel it will bless your life. Get an opportunity to read it in the morning. Uh, it's 31, um, 31 days. And we also have 60 
what we call a devotional minutes that are just little snippets that can help you get your mind right, motivate you to get out there and have a great day. Uh, before we went on break, we were talking with Richard Capriola, who has written a, uh, this riveting good book, uh, a good book to help you uh, recognize some of the signs and also um, some of the things your children may be going through uh, if they are addicted. And it is The Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide to Adolescent Substance Abuse. So Richard, welcome back to Moments of Grace. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Wonderful. So before we went on break, we were going to discuss, like I said, uh, growing up in the Bronx, man, the one of the the um, one of the hardest hitting drugs that hit the community when I was coming up was heroin. We were scared of that stuff. We you know, we we would mess with it. It was like it was like the devil incarnate. You know, most of my most of my friends and everything, you know, guys would smoke marijuana or something like that or hash or, you know, things of that nature or, or drink. And like I said, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not weighing one over the other. It's all bad. But uh, we were definitely afraid of heroin. And, uh, you know, then, like I said, you know, in the in the 80s, when I was in the military, I came back uh, to New York and you know, crack cocaine, it, it hit, and this is a whole nother different dynamic uh, of a drug. But now we have so many other um, dynamics of drugs that are going on in, uh, in our society. Um, you know, marijuana is being legalized and all of that. So our kids are finding more and more underground uh, substances to get high off of. So Richard, is, is there like a catalog or is there something that that we need to be aware of as far as you know if a parent finds some residues or finds pills of a certain color or finds uh you know maybe leaves where they're smoking or something is it is there you're giving us some warning signs but 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 what about the new drugs that are out there the drugs that are out there well um that's an important issue because many parents are not aware of a lot of these drugs that are out there on the street they know alcohol they know marijuana they may know a little bit about some of these other drugs but i i have a number of chapters in my book that address just giving parents basic information about drugs that 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 are out there on the street you know these include there's a chapter on narcotics there's a chapter on stimulants another one on depressants uh, there's information on hallucinogens like LSD and mushrooms. Uh, there's a chapter on inhalants. Um, so what I wanted to do was just give parents just a little bit of basic understanding about the different classifications of drugs that are out there. Okay. Not that they become experts in them, right. but just, you know, when somebody mentions an inhalant, they, they know what, what, what it is. They know what's out there or if it's an opiate or a painkilling drug and, uh, or, or maybe it's a stimulant. So all of these different classifications, uh, there's a brief chapter in my book that helps parents gain some basic, really good, good information about the different classification of drugs that are out there, uh, just so they become a little bit more familiar with, with what's out there and what their kids could be exposed to. Now, kids are still gravitating.
gravitating towards alcohol and marijuana. Those are the primary substances, right. uh, and as well as nicotine. Uh, there is some exposure to LSD. For example, 4% of high school seniors say that they've used LSD. Mm. 3% say that uh, senior, of high school seniors say that they've used cocaine. Mm. 2% of sen- high school seniors say that they've used oxycodone. A uh, little bit higher percentages for prescription drugs like Adderall and Ritalin. But the primary drugs that kids are gravitating to continue to be alcohol and marijuana. There has been a dramatic increase, however, in the last few years of what is known as vaping, where okay. a where a kid will take a, a, a an instrument like a jewel or a vaping mm-hmm. pen, right. and they'll use it to uh, smoke marijuana or nicotine by turning it into a vapor and inhaling it. There has been a dramatic increase in in high school seniors, for example, who are vaping nicotine and marijuana. In the last wow. three years, the percentages has just gone through the roof. For example, three years ago, uh, the number of high school, the percentage of high school seniors that were vaping nicotine was 18%. Today, it's 34%. Wow. The percentage of high school seniors three years ago that, that were vaping marijuana was 9%. Today, it's 22%. So there's there's been a tremendous increase in adolescents turning towards vaping. Now, it's sort of starting to stabilize. Uh, it's not going up as much as, as in the past. But if we compare it to what was going on two or three years ago, it's a pretty big increase that parents yeah, need that to is. be aware of. Wow. You know, th- to, to go from 18 to 30 plus percent, that that's, that is significant, my friend. Um, yeah. And you mentioned alcohol and marijuana, and I guess, <clears throat> you know, the dynamic and mentality of kids probably doesn't change even after, even with my generation, is that uh, <laughs> not realizing that you, you know, you can't grow back brain cells so whether it's whether it's cocaine or whether it's marijuana it's still killing brain cells and our young minds are still developing with with some of your research and and working in this area uh richard what are some of the reasons why kids turn to maybe alcohol and and marijuana in, in in what you've seen there's a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, some kids uh, will turn to it because of experimentation, okay. uh, peer pressure. In some cases, they feel pressure to use a substance by their friends. Some of them will use it out of curiosity just mm. to see what happens. And if they get a good feeling, they're more likely to continue to use it. Uh, but for a number of kids, certainly not every kid, but for a lot of kids, they're using a substance to medicate an underlying psychological issue. For example, many of the teenagers that I worked at uh, Menninger Clinic with in Houston, Texas, were smoking a lot of marijuana. They would smoke multiple times a day. And when I asked them to help me understand why they were smoking marijuana so much, the number one answer that came back was it helps me with my anxiety. So Mm. for some kids, certainly not all kids, but for some kids, there's an underlying psychological reason as to why they may be using a substance. It could be to manage anxiety or depression. It might be some type of trauma. Maybe they've been bullied that the parents at school, which the parents knew nothing about. And that's why it's so important if you suspect your child is using a substance to get a comprehensive assessment. You don't want to look just at the drugs. That's important. But you want to get an an assessment to to, to see if there's something underneath the surface that needs to be addressed. Right, right. 
get get a holistic assessment. Um, yes. You know, um, not just biological, but also psychological and, and environmental, I would imagine. Absolutely. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, so now, you know, even because again, like I said, uh, and, and I'll just tell you, you guys, this story, um, you know, the, the, I know when, as a young man, as a teenager, one of the first reasons why I started smoking marijuana, my uncle um, had been shot and killed at his own home. And, you know, uh, I was a teenager, you know, knucklehead, like, like most of my, most of my buddies were and, and decided to try it. And, and it really had no effect, but anyway, I had a, um, had a bag still with it. And, you know, my mom found it. And of course she just freaked out. You know, I was, you know, I was going to hell. I was a drug hit now and everything else. And like I said, I was one of those kids that I was, uh, you know, afraid of the police, didn't want to go to jail and definitely afraid of the more stronger stuff. So, but when she, when she did, you know, uh, in our family, you know, they had a, you know, parental intervention, you know, it was as if the, the world was on fire. Cause like I said, I not tried it and it's, this was nothing I was going to continue to do. Uh, for her, my dad, my grandmother, and and you know family members sat me down and talk talk with me. In, in your research, now that was back in those days, and and let me let me state this also because I come from a Christian family, so of course you know they went through prayer as well. But from what you've seen with parents when they do discover that children are using uh, substances, uh, what are the reactions and what are your suggestions for those parents? Well, the reactions are, are can be anywhere from shock uh, to to being scared, uh, to being angry, uh, to questioning. You know, how did I miss all of the warning signs? What did I do wrong? How uh, am I a good parent? And and those are all normal reactions, normal feelings that 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 many parents have. Right. And I think it's just important to 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 not be down on yourself but just recognize that what you're feeling is 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 very normal it's, natural, right. uh, it's very natural um and then to you know move forward with you know getting some assessments done so that you get some professional uh, advice as to what's going on i would have a conversation with the child uh, to see if you can uh, you know gather information from them and i and i don't mean by arguing with the child or accusing the child or threatening the child but you want to approach it from the standpoint of being curious you know i'm seeing these kinds of behaviors and i'm curious as to what's going on can you help me you know to to, to sort through this um and 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 learn learn good listening skills as parents you know we can all learn good listening skills with practice and and mm-hmm. what i mean by that is we're pretty good at listening to each other's words but we're not so good sometimes at listening to the feelings behind the words but but that's a skill every parent can practice practice so that when they're talking to their child, they're not just hearing their child's words, they're hearing their feelings. So I say, have a conversation with your child. It may may work out well, it may not work out well, but if you're still concerned, you need to move to the next stage, which is to get those assessments done. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so once you, once you have the assessments, I guess, then um, if there's any need, um, you can, you can kind of look at, at certain treatments or um, you can kind of make a choice what best, what best way to treat a child, either uh, in-house, out-house, uh, you know, uh, through mental health 
what what is what is your recommendation um, and, and what are some of the options that parents may have? Well, what options are, are, are recommended is going to depend on a number of factors. It's going okay. to depend on how serious the substance use is. Gotcha. Uh, your child's not going to be labeled an addict. Uh, if the diagnosis is appropriate, it's going to be a substance use disorder, which is either mild, moderate, or severe. Okay. Um, and, and once all the assessments are done, the comprehensive assessments, which include an addictions assessment, a psychological or a neuropsychological assessment, a physical exam, all the assessments that I mentioned in my book on the chapter on assessments, then you're going to get a diagnosis. So you're going to get a clear understanding of what's going on to either rule in or rule out other issues besides substance use. You're going to get a, a diagnosis and hopefully from there you're going to get a treatment plan. There is no one treatment that fits every child. It's, it's, it's dependent on the child and, the, and for, some, for some kids, uh, they may do very well in an outpatient program where they see somebody maybe once or twice a week. Okay. For other kids, uh, they may do well in what we call an intensive outpatient program where they see somebody several times a week. And then for some kids where the substance use is very severe or the underlying emotional issue is severe, they're, they're more likely looking at a residential placement where they will be in treatment for a series of months to address both the underlying issues and the substance abuse. And, and that's another important point. You can't just treat the, the, the substance use if there's an underlying issue. You need to treat both. Got you, got you. So your, your, your mental health um, comes into play. And, and, and what is usually the impact um, that this mental health play with teen substance abuse? Well, many times, unfortunately, when the mental health issue is 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 a component that that mm -hmm. is often one of the reasons why the child is is using a substance to medicate mm -hmm. to, to to medicate that underlying issue, gotcha. and they have found that uh, the the relief from what they're thinking or what they're feeling, the emotion that they're having, which is intolerable, uh, the relief comes through the substance, and once they start on that road and they get that relief, uh, then they're likely to continue continue using it and, and, and they may even escalate the use of the substance. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Richard, this has been very intriguing and, and very informative. And I, you know, I, I want to thank you so much for being on Moments of Grace. And, and like I said, if you're listening to Richard, you really need to get his book. Um, if, if he has any social media, you probably need to, to tag him on that. Even if your child does not have any substance abuse problems, um, I can guarantee you guys, you know, there used to be a, a game that we used to play seven degrees of Ke Kevin Bacon, you know, that somebody within two to three degrees of you, uh, some child uh, is dealing with substance abuse. Now also, and, and I can, I'll say this and you can slap me down later, Richard. Um, you know, when we started back with Ridlin and, and also uh, some of the, um, uh, psychotropic drugs for children for, for their behavior, it always disturbed me. I understand that, that there's, a, there's a need for some children, but um, my, my degree is in counseling. I didn't see that in a lot of children. This is just me saying this, um, you know, some of the behaviors. And I've, I've always felt, you can, you can tear my premise apart or help me out with this, that 
we use these drugs and I think studies came out that a lot of kids were misdiagnosed, but you know, we use these drugs and we kind of told these children that the only way to feel normal, be normal was to use some kind of substance. So is all of it just trying to over-medicate it or is, is a lot of it conditioning? And that's, that's kind of my premise or my thesis on that is there's, there's some pieces of that that's conditioning more so than, than self-medicating. Yeah, I think a lot of it is our desperate attempt to find a quick fix. Yeah. And okay. many times the quick fix is in a prescribed drug. Right. They work, they work quickly, mm -hmm. but the downside is they have a tendency to develop a tolerance where we need more, more. and more and more of the substance over time, as opposed to perhaps some other therapeutic interventions like cognitive behavioral therapy, okay. teaching kids the skills on mm -hmm. how to learn to deal with anxiety without relying on a pill. Right. Um, you know, those take time, those take patience, and those take, uh, you know, counseling and therapy. But we live in a society that wants a quick fix. You know, yes. here, I have anxiety. Give me a pill. It'll exactly. solve it. And, uh, and, 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 and the other thing is these drugs are very effective. They do what they're marketed to do. They right. solve the problem. But they come with a tremendous downside. And, and you see that with a lot of opiate use, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Well, well Richard, thank you so much. And, and you didn't you didn't just, you're so elegant and, and such a professional. You didn't just tear my, uh, my, my, uh, <laughs> my ideology all up. <laughs> you know, you, you were so elegant with it. And I appreciate that. But uh, how can people get your book and how can they uh, connect with you via social media, via um, uh, where you work at or, or your, your company that, it, that you may work with or your book? How can they get in contact with you and, and learn more? The easiest way is to go to the book's website, which is www.helptheaddictedchild.com, helptheaddictedchild.com. <clears throat> and uh, from that website, you'll be able to read endorsements, book reviews, um, read a little bit about the book, read about the uh, parent handbook that goes along with it. There's also a link that will take you directly to Amazon, uh, where you can order the book or the parent workbook. The book's available as a Kindle, and it's also available as a paperback. Paperback, So you can order it directly from the book website by going to Amazon. And there's also a link where you can send me a message. Okay, great, great, great. And so, um, audience, let's do this also. If you have any questions that we may have missed... Um, you know, send Richard that, that, that question. In fact, if you send him the question or send me the question, we're going to have him back to answer those questions. And Richard, if you do have some questions from our audience, if you'll send that to me and, and we'll schedule to get you back. Cause like I said, you know, we, 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 we know that the glorification of, you, you know, alcohol, marijuana, drugs, it has always creeped into to our music, into our society, into the urban areas, into the suburbs. It's all over. And so um, in order to battle, battle this, we need boots on the ground. And guess what, guys? The boots on the ground are you parents. It's you aunts, you uncles, grandparents, teachers, you know, those adults that love these children. You, you are the boots on the ground to, to uh, help to mitigate this fight against um, drugs and, and adolescent substance abuse. 
So Richard, thank you so much for being here with us on Moments of Grace. You're very welcome and thank you. And please, anyone who's listening, if you have a question, if you have an issue that we didn't get to, uh, please uh, let us know and we will uh, be more than happy to, uh, to get back with you or perhaps have another session where we can address those issues because this is a very important issue uh, for parents. Wonderful. I totally, totally agree. Uh, Richard, thank you so, so much once again. We've been talking with Richard uh, Capriola, who has this, written this book, Get the Book, Guys, An Addicted Child, A Parent's Guide to Adolescent Substance Abuse. You may not know what your child is doing. You know, it could be more than just TikTok, YouTube, and, and all these electronics that they're addicted to. Could be some substance abuse. It could be some electronics um, that they're addicted to. Could be eating disorders. All of these things um, debilitate the child's future. And we want to make sure our children are successful in every area in their lives. And with that said, thank you all so much for being here with us on Moments of Grace. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. Remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace. <music>